Welcome to the Becoming Bedrock Podcast. I'm Adrian Del Monte, father, husband, educator, and coach. On this show, we equip fathers with the daily disciplines and the rock-solid mindset to forge a lasting legacy of fitness, family, and faith. Welcome. I'm grateful you're here. Welcome back to Becoming Bedrock. This is the Bedrock Playbook. These are short episodes that you can take and apply immediately. I've got a special guest with me for the playbook for the next three episodes, Bedrock's head strength coach, Ryan Fanley. Ryan, ready to go fast? We're going to go fast today. I'm ready to go. Let's burn this up, dude. (laughs) All right. So the premise of this mini series is four things you should never do. Four things you should never do for your fitness. That'll be this week. Four things you should never do for your family and four things you should never do for your faith. And and the underlying premise of this mini series is something my dad taught me that if you don't stand for something, you'll fall for everything. And there are a lot of things. We could have done 15 things, 90 things to do in, in each of these realms, but we've narrowed it down to four that we believe are worth, you know, making a deal over. You know, they say pick your battles. Well, these are the battles we're willing to pick. So uh, that is our preamble. Let's dive in. Four things you should never do for your fitness. Ryan, number one, you should never program hop. Why is that? Never program hop. You know, we have so many goals that pop out of us. We want to be jacked. We want to be lean. We want to have good mobility. We want to run fast. We want to be able to have endurance. And that often leads to training ADHD. We go from one program to the next. Um, or we may be in a program and we see something cool on Instagram. We're like, I want to do that. The problem is you'll either get injured or you just won't get results. You'll spin your wheels. You have to stick to a program. You have to create a stimulus. And then when you rest and recover from that stimulus, you have to repeat the stimulus at a higher level. So at the most basic level, if you lift 100 pounds for five reps today, you rest up. Then the next time you lift 100 pounds, 105 pounds for five reps. Okay, so it's you're always making progress. And when you bounce around haphazardly, um, you you limit that progress and you can get injured. Yeah. And this is what you see. You know, you see all these great workouts. I want bigger shoulders. Here's a workout. But they never say, here's a workout. Do it for 12 weeks. Right. It's always just like do this workout and you'll get it. So, you know, if we're never going to program hop, you know, I think what we always want to do is what, Ryan, is it have a clear goal, like have a progression that you're following? Always have a clear goal and a plan. Um, You know, I always like to encourage people to train for something, Um, train for a specific performance. And interestingly enough, when you train for physical performance, oftentimes the aesthetic follows. So if you want big triceps, train yourself to have a close grip 400 pound bench press. You know, it's like that will lead you to big triceps. Yeah. So that's, that's important. Yeah. It's great. Number two, never. (laughs) I got to watch this too, as I'm getting to midlife, never train for your ego. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Thoughts, Ryan? (laughs) Surefire recipe to get hurt, right? Training to puff yourself up like a peacock in the gym or to like prove something is just a recipe for getting hurt. You need to, you know, and we see this all the time, right? And it's always on things like the bench press. Guys put on more weight than they're capable of lifting. They have a spotter dragging the reps off of them saying, it's all you, bro. It's all you. Like hell it is. Um, (laughs) The guy, the spotter's getting injured. (laughs) The spotter's tearing his fucking biceps from doing a a heavy curl. It's just, it's asinine. It's ego driven. Um, Same thing is with body parts we choose to train. 
people cha- train their mirror muscles, but you know what? You need to train your stabilizers just as hard as you train your mirror muscles. You need to train your mobility as hard as you train for strength and hypertrophy. So um, all that stuff is ego driven. You need to set your ego aside. The other thing, especially for us dads, um, as we, I don't want to say we get older, but as we have some mileage is we are not what we were at 18. We can't, you can't do at 41 what you were capable of doing at 18, right? Uh, injuries happen. You've got wear and tear on your joints. And a lot of that is just your own ego. Well, I used to be able to squat 700 pounds back in college. Cool. You're not in college anymore. Your body is different now. You have to be smart and train intelligently. Yeah, I love that. So if we're not training with an ego, we we always are going to have great technique. We're going to lift weights we can manage. Ryan, what are some ways, like real quick, one or two ways, how do you get better technique? Is it as simple as using the mirror, filming yourself, asking someone like never, to take a look? I would never recommend using a mirror in the gym. It ruins your kinesthetic feedback or your body's, your ability to feel. I do recommend filming, filming technique and then reviewing it and seeing what it looks like and then trying to make cues that way. Um, I also recommend using a coach to review someone that knows the gym, that knows anatomy and knows biomechanics that can review it and say, hey, you need to like, think about moving your body this way or this way um, for better technique. Yeah, love it. So never program hop, never train for your ego. Number three, this is the big one. Never Mm -hmm. eat without control. Say something about. And just the recognition. Here's another thing. The recognition that you are in control. You are in complete control of what you choose to eat as well as how much you choose to eat. So you may not be in control of what's served at a given meal, but you do have a choice on whether you choose to eat it or not. Um, you, again, you may not be control. You may be going an entire day and every meal, there's choices there that you wouldn't normally pick. Well, how much of it are you eating? When you get to that dinner and you meant to have chicken and rice and broccoli, but oops, all there is is fucking pizza. Do you have one slice that's the same approximate calories as your chicken, broccoli, and rice? Or do you say, well, can't have my, you know, 400 calorie chicken, broccoli, and rice meal, might as well eat 1200 calories of fucking pizza and you plow it, right? So you're always in control, just the recognition and the ownership that you are always, always, always in control of what you choose to put in your mouth and how much. Never in the history of the world has a box of Oreos jumped off the counter and shoved itself down someone's throat, right? It's always a choice. Yeah. And I think this goes exactly to number one, I do think that discipline ought to be connected to some bigger thing. If you know, willpower is going to wear out. You need discipline in the yeah. moment, but when you can connect it to a bigger thing, long-term health, you know, uh, beating a generational cycle of obesity in your family, even just a specific goal that you're training for, when you have clarity on that, it's easier, or at least it's more meaningful to put down that yes. food. Um, I've yeah. seen a lot of people who struggled with food their whole life all of a sudden gain control very quickly after they had a heart attack and survived. And that, and that was terrifying and they want to be around for their family and they make better choices. So, um, you know, having a reason and a why behind uh, is important, but the, the bottom line is you always have to eat in control. All right. Number four, never blame your circumstances. And, you know, this is number four on never do this. And, and I think, you know, Ryan, this is a funny story. I was talking to my boys about seven habits of, of highly effective. Um, it's actually seven habits of happy kids. It's the version of seven habits for children. And I was talking about the circle of concern 
and the circle of influence. And in the circle of concern are all the things we're concerned about. Like, you know, in your fitness, well, you know, I don't have an hour a day. I have a, I have a newborn at home or, you know, I got sick or the kids got sick or the kids are up at night. Those are all the things in our circle of concern. We can't change them. But instead, what successful people do is they operate in what's called the circle of influence, the inner circle. And Ryan, the other night at the dinner table, I actually drew this for my boys. They were complaining about nice. a, a kid on their team who wasn't passing the ball. And my son the next morning said, Daddy, are we going to talk about the donut of concern again? Right? Because it's like these two uh, inner yes. circles. He said. But the point is, I think, guys, as we're going into our fitness, so many guys want to blame their circumstances. Oh, my kids, my, my, my wife, my job, my this. And I get that. You have things in your life that are beyond your control. But I think the secret to long-term success is to operate in the circle of uh, influence, that inner circle. What are the choices you can still make despite your circumstances? 100%. So again, it goes back to control. You're not in control of everything that happens to you, but control the controllables. Mm -hmm. um, and what's interestingly enough is you just have to make do with what you have. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of dads that have a newborn at home. And it, what's interesting, you see two different types of dads. You see one dad who's out getting his steps in with the newborn strapped to a little chest harness, having some like quality skin to skin time, but he's getting his exercise. And you see the other dad uh, holding the baby on the couch with a family sized bag of fucking Cheetos in the other hand, talking about how he doesn't have time to exercise. And so it's like you can't you can't control the newborn, right? Like that is that is something that's in your life that you're not getting rid of and you don't you don't want to anyway, to be clear. Um, but now you have to find a way to fit exercise in that. And so uh, what's funny is the fit people, the people you see that are in shape, um, don't use that as an excuse. It's a barrier. It's a hurdle that has to be overcome, but it doesn't mean it makes things impossible. It just changes your circumstances and you have to be, uh, more, uh, prioritize your time better. Um, you have to, uh, take the losses a little bit harder. Some days you may plan to work out and it just doesn't happen. That's fine. Get back, get back up and get it done the next day. Yeah. And, and I think it, it speaks to the all or nothing mindset as well. Well, if I can't, if I can't do my steps, then I'm going to eat the Cheetos and stay on the couch. It's like, wait a minute. Right. No, you, you might not be able to do 10,000 steps because your kid is teething. We're not, we're not insensitive people. We have kids too. And it's recognizing, but maybe I could do a hundred pushups today. It's like, what can you still control? Control those things. And I think that what does, it just gives you a sense of purpose. Um, all right, man, we're going to wrap this up here. Never program hop, never train for your ego, never eat without control, and never blame your circumstances. Ryan, if we do those things, if we or we don't do those things, what benefits can we expect long-term? I think long-term, you can expect lower body fat levels, higher mm -hmm. levels of muscle mass, more energy, more vitality for your kids and your family, and a longer lifespan. Yeah. Yeah. That's, is that all? <laughs> all right, guys. Well, thank you for being here. If this episode spoke to you, please share it. Uh, next week, we're going to talk about four things you should never do for your family. And um, this non-negotiable mindset that we are trying to build, we've been thinking about running a, a seven-day non-negotiable challenge, just open to everybody. And we would put a few things in place that say, hey, I'm going to take control of these things to give me a greater sense of ownership and purpose in my life. So uh, stay tuned for more details of that. And uh, thank you for being here, gentlemen. We'll see you next time.